Hi, and welcome to Only the Avatar. An Avatar The Last Airbender rewatch podcast. I'm Veda. And I'm Christina, and you're listening to Season 3, Episode 16, The Southern Raiders. Ooh. Hello, hello. What an exciting episode. It was very jam-packed. Like, it was an action-packed episode. The last couple of episodes have been very action-packed. Maybe I mean, it's, it's Zuko's firebender energy bringing that out of everyone on their field trips. You know what? A lot of it is because Azula is not around. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> was this episode the one that, like, started the Zutara stuff, like, really cemented it? I mean, obviously, when they're originally no. in that cave. yeah. I think it's the cave. Um, there is some tension, but there I is. I think it was definitely the cave which started Zutara for sure. Okay. But okay. Uh, before we get into the episode, how's your week been? Oh, pretty good. We're currently in the middle of Hurricane Henry right Henry. now. Henry, <laughs> sorry, I didn't know if it was Henri or Henry. I don't know. Does <laughs> I don't he know officially which pronunciation he prefers. Um, so it's kind of like gloomy and stuff but um right now this week well this weekend my obsession has been Annette the mm. musical with Marion Cotillard and Adam Driver I saw it it's on it's Prime It's a musical? It's a musical. I did not know that. I saw it it's on available on Prime but I saw it in theaters with my friend Isa and my other friend Jackie who are also huge Adam Driver stands and I went in <laughs> with Knowing nothing about the movie, mm -hmm. I just knew that there was a uh, oral sex scene <laughs> that <laughs> and, and where Adam Driver is going down on Marion Cotillard and also singing. Okay. And so that scene was what really wanted me, <laughs> made me want to go see the movie. Oh my gosh. Christina, like it was so bizarre. It The movie <laughs> is bonkers. It is bonkers. And after after watching it, like me and my friends, we just didn't know how to process it. <laughs> and the director is very famous, but I've never seen his other films. They're actually very hard to find on streaming mm -hmm. in the US. Like I need to go to the library or something to try to get them because I'm like, where I want to watch his other movies now. Well, who's the um, director? Lee Croix or something? C R O X. Is he French or something? Yeah, he's French. He's French. Okay. But the movie's in English. Um it's also rare that we see such a bizarre musical with huge international stars in it. Like, it's just the whole movie is bonkers. Are they good singers? Like, that's my biggest thing with... Marianne Cotillard's a good singer. Adam Driver's okay. technically not a good singer, but <laughs> he's charming. And I think that's okay. Like, I feel like these days, all of Broadway has, like, all these technically amazing singers. I don't mind watching a charming singer. Like, I as don't long know. as... I think just as a singer... And someone who wishes they were on Broadway, like I feel for those Broadway stars who are trying to transfer into movies and they're not getting those roles because they don't have the name for it, you know? I think he sounds good and he is a – he has a charming personality and voice. The music mm -hmm. is cool. And – okay, so I left the theater being like, do I like this or do I not like this? It's mm -hmm. really weird. I don't want to spoil it for anyone because it's really weird. And I think that it's – I think some people will love it and some people will be like, what the hell? I hate this. Yeah. But then it'll it'll be in their subconscious and they'll start thinking about it at random moments of their lives. Like the, hmm. the songs will come out. Um, the music was written by this band called Sparks, which is really like they're an old band, I think. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, 
I've only been listening to that soundtrack now for the Very past, like, we, like since I saw it on Friday. Like, I've literally been listening to it. My friend who watched it with me was like, I hated it. Like, she told me afterwards, she's like, I'm glad we watched it as a piece of art. But did I enjoy what my experience watching it? She's like, no. I hated okay, every so, second of it. So maybe I, I won't watch it. <laughs> no, but she's like, I hated it. But then I loved it as art. But then she watched it again when she got home. Oh, that's weird. See, <laughs> I, like, I won't. My fiance hates Adam Driver. He won't. He loves Star Wars. He won't watch any of the Star Wars new movies because he hates. He's like that guy has the most punchable face. There's something I about him I do not like. Uh, so I will have to watch it alone. He will. Not Adam Driver is one me. of my <laughs> dream men. Um, he's like standard of a man for me. Ooh. Love, love him. Obsessed with him. He's also like so hot in the movie, even though he like devolves and he's not very hot by the end. This but, is a podcast, know, but like you, I wish you could all see my judgy face. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see my lovesick face for Adam Driver. He's one of my big celebrity crushes. But I you love the moody guys. You love Zuko. You love Adam yes, Driver. I do love a. I love an emo y guy. Um, mm-hmm. But it, the physical acting and the singing and the weird sets. I would say it's not a musical. It's an opera. Okay, interesting. That, it's an Good opera. Um, it's very like over the top. It's melodramatic. The sounds are a little different. It's yeah. It's more operatic than musical. Um, but I really like the soundtrack and. I say go in with an open mind. Okay. If you decide to watch it, and it's it's really it's really interesting, and I respect people making weird shit. Like we need people bringing more weird shit into the mainstream. Like we don't fair really enough, see it. Enough. It's like everything's a superhero movie. Everything is like playing it safe. And also one or more thing redoing. about this movie, <laughs> or remaking something. Like it's nice to see someone take a risk. Mm-hmm. Another shout out though, you know the guy from Big Bang Theory, the really skinny, narrow one who had like the who's dating Bernadette and then like is obsessed with his mom. I forgot his name. Okay, I know who you're talking about. But he's in the movie. Okay, is he good and in the movie? He's amazing, and he actually looks so cute. I had I would never be attracted to him, and I saw him in this movie. And he was amazing. And then I read some interviews about it. And like he was saying that after he did Big Bang Theory, he only wants to do like art films. And like – Because he's set for life. He can. Yeah. Like, he has the ability to – he has enough money yeah. that he can do what he wants. So he has like a list of like dream directors he wants to work with and things like that. And so this guy was one of his dream directors. He literally learned French, got French citizenship. What? Uh, yeah. So he could do this movie like because – the guy, the director wouldn't meet him and like it was like – and he oh, really wow. wanted to do it. So he was like basically stalking the director to get this role. He had to be- get become a French citizen so then he could like make it easier for him to do the role. And then oh, he also learned how to conduct because he plays a conductor in the movie. Mm-hmm. So he actually like learned music, learned how to conduct. Like he gave it his all to Good be in this film. And so, yeah, it was just cool to see him perform. Nice. Um, it's really weird, though. It's a very weird, very weird well, movie. Well, I started watching The White Lotus, which you recommended last time. Yes. And I really like it so far, but oh my gosh. I hate those Gen Z girls. I hate, I hate, I'm scared of them. I hate Olivia, the daughter. I hate I, them so much. Just what is wrong with Gen Z? Like, they don't know how to have social conversations without drugs. Like, I feel like such an old person being like, the youth. But man, 
oh, I did not like those girls. <laughs> and so I read that there's this podcast called Red Scare. And mm-hmm. apparently the writer of this show like made the girls listen to Red Scare so they could like have their un- disaffected voices and they're like woke but then not really woke mm-hmm. and like they're only like reading theory but then like the way that they practice it you're only on episode two but you'll see how it unravels um i'm curious because i watched the end last week when it came out and i'm very curious about how you'll uh i mean it's a good show i really enjoyed it i think it's interesting like what is the message of the show I think it's it's a very interesting thing, but I'll let you watch it. By next um, episode, we'll probably talk about the ending of White Lotus. Yeah. Is this a is this a White Lotus podcast or an Avatar <laughs> podcast? I don't know. I don't know. We're covering a lot of media these days. I know. Well, do you want to get into Ooh. the episode? Yeah, let's jump in. All right. So the gang is back on the run after Azula finds their hideout in the Western Air Temple. And there is a big fight between Azula and Zuko, who fortunately is able to save the day somehow. Um, But Katara is still a little mean to him and doesn't entirely trust Zuko. To gain his trust, though, Zuko tries to help Katara find the man that killed her mother. I thought it was really inquisitive of Zuko to think that, you know, Katara is tying the loss of her mother to Zuko because mm-hmm. of Fire Nation. And I like that he's like, well, if she gets closure about her mom, she might not be mean to me anymore. So I thought that yeah. was smart of him. And so he is working to try to figure out, like, where is this man? How do we find him? And it seems that Katara is ready to face this man. She's ready for revenge. But Aang especially Aang and Sokka, don't think violence is the answer. They think violence won't provide her with the closer she's actually looking for. Um, So Katara and Zuko end up going on their field trip to find the captain of the Southern Raiders because Zuko, you know, thinks about all the stuff that she said and he he assumes that this is the person who killed her mom. And Mm -hmm. they finally, you know, they go in, they find their man or who they think is their man and but then they realize it's someone else. So they continue on their journey. And they Katara seems like she's ready for revenge. And it's it's crazy to see this anger coming out of her. Yeah. I feel like we don't see it as often. But at the last minute, in front of her mom's killer, she chooses not to hurt him. And Katara finally has the closure she needs. She understands that her mom died trying to protect her. Um, mm-hmm. And she realizes that the violence that she can by killing this man is not satisfied satisfying mm-hmm. so she chooses to for, to forgive Zuko but she said she'll never forgive the killer and she's you know Zuko is accepted into the group uh there's a lot of this is a very philosophical episode there's yeah, a lot I liked of things it. yeah there's a lot of questions around like revenge forgiveness mm-hmm. and i like that towards the end of the episode when we see that Aang has been preaching this idea of like nonviolence, like this is not going to be satisfying, like going mm-hmm. after revenge is not going to be satisfying for you. And Zuko turns the question around on Aang and is like, what are you going to do when you finally come face to face with my father? Are you going to kill him? I love that because like we're two episodes away from him having to make that choice, right? Yeah. So it's a really great setup as to like what ends up actually happening at the end of the series. It's interesting being like, what is the end of war, right? Like, yeah. I kind of sometimes was siding with with Zuko in this episode of like, oh, maybe Katara should go and kill the killer. But then mm-hmm. again, it's just a circle of violence, right? Yeah, it's like a it's just of a circle of violence. 
So I thought that was interesting. I agree with Zuko kind of in the sense that like your actions have consequences. The action of killing someone was not a consequence um, that he faced. He didn't have consequences at all. That's completely right. Like, okay, this man was a southern raider. He killed someone. And in the flashback, when we see him with Katara's mom, he's killing her. He's like, we're not taking prisoners. Yeah. And he seems to find joy in killing her. And yeah. yes, his life sucks now. Like, he's with his abrasive mom and he's trying to garden, I guess. I don't know. Like, he seems but depressed. But it's not equivalent to, like, losing life. Yeah, you know it's not. I mean? And it's interesting that he admitted his wrongdoing. What did you think of that? Do you think he was just trying to save himself? He's just trying to save himself. He has he hasn't thought about this in years, right? He is just doing anything to cover his ass. And as mm-hmm. a as a Fire Nation soldier, he probably did that all the time. Like it didn't it wasn't like a morally just place, so he's not being he was probably not raised morally just and we see his mm-hmm. mom kind of stigs too. So he's just doing anything he can to make sure that he does not die. Like he's in a sense a survivor because he's in a war tour like there is war all around them, but you could choose to do better. Like you he could have chosen to like take it a prisoner or do something. But do you want to know a fun fact or like a theory? What? The reason why Katara's mother died is because of Hama. Because probably around the time that Hama escaped, they were like, okay, there's one more waterbender from the Southern Water Tribe. Did Mm -hmm. she go back to her tribe, right? That was the information that he got. There's one more waterbender. We need to take them away. This person escaped. Why isn't that a prisoner, right? Yeah. Because she escaped before. They need to just kill her instead. So were they trying to find Hama or were they trying to find like the last waterbender? Isn't that kind of crazy? That's wild. Right? Also, watching Katara do bloodbending once they get into the captain of the ship. Like, wasn't that scary? It was so scary because she was – it took her no effort at all to actually bloodbend. And yeah. do you – I love that they show Zuko in that moment once he realizes what she's doing and you just He's see his scared. eyes bulge out. He's like, mm, I picked the right side of the war to be on. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this crazy people. You know what I mean? Like the mm-hmm. fact that she can bloodbend. Both of them showcase so much power in this episode. Obviously, Katara is using her rage. She uses a huge wave to knock everyone over the boat. She's able to bloodbend. She stops rain. You know what I mean? She's so powerful. She's like garnering all her anger into it. It's amazing. And seeing all of the like makes that force field around Yanra and it turns into those daggers and she's holding them in front of him. Yeah. Like he's so scared. It's great. He can really fight. But one of my favorite moments in this is to see Zuko step back. Like he Let, lets yeah. he he's like, you make the decision of what you want to do. I'm here for you in that I'm here to take you and follow your lead and back yeah. you up. And but then I think also, he's been doing that in the last couple of episodes, like especially yeah. with with Sokka and him trying to figure out what to do with his father. Like, granted, Zuko did push him to stay to find his father in Boiling Rock. He was he's just trying to help the people around him. Everyone heal their own tragedies. But I mm-hmm. just really liked seeing him kind of like let Katara do her thing. Mm-hmm. And, but he's also he really played a good sidekick um a good co-pilot in all these situations like when he goes up to them and is like hey do you know her do you remember her like yeah he knows when to step in and when to step back and i was just like oh they're they're such a good team here and i can understand why katara would come out of this experience forgiving him and accepting him as a member of the team 
They were they were really I think that helps Zutara, right? Because like the way yeah. that they snuck into the Fire Nation like communication tower to figure out where the Southern Raiders were was like they were just one unit. They were very mm-hmm. helpful to one another. I love that they also had like these face masks. I'm like, oh so ahead of their I know. time with their I know. masks. I love them together, but I also wanted to point out some things in the beginning of the episode, like when Azula is attacking them and Zuko is like, this seems like family business. Yeah, you guys he, go, you guys yeah. do your thing. I'm going to try to fight her and, and like do my thing. And she, I think it's a nice dichotomy because she does not even consider not killing Zuko. You know, like you see on this side of the battle, like there's a question of revenge and forgiveness and mm-hmm. like what is the cost of death but then Azula comes in and she's like, oh, well, I'm going to be an only child yeah. finally and I think is ready was, to kill. I think it was interesting that like you could just see her downfall and her uh, her mental state is deteriorating, obviously. Um, and we know that by the end of the show, she she is mentally not there. And yeah. these are the first signs we're seeing it right after she lost all her friends that mm-hmm. she's like just out. She's like, I'm going to kill my brother. Like maybe this will make That's- my dad like me more, you know, things like that it just showcases like she's psychotic yeah she's like but it's again it's like look at what's happening to the side and look at look mm-hmm. at the way that the ang side is thinking of making these choices like everything is so they're trying to reduce violence and she's just like okay i'm gonna kill you and then yeah. zuko while azula's falling in the air and zuko gets rescued by appa and he really thinks that azula is gonna die like you can mm-hmm. see that he's almost like He's also questioning. Questioning, should I help her? Should I not? Yeah. And like, Um, so so he's still not on that, like, completely lost any empathy or any connection like Azula has. And and then seeing her hanging by a dagger off the side of a cliff and her hair flowing. Which is very unrealistic. I'm like, oh, like, like, it'll get more unrealistic. I mean, it is a show about, like, bending elements, but still, like... Her hair, like, loose like that, I think, shows her men- – and her eyes are so deranged. Yeah. Like, that shows her mental state declining. But it also showcases, like, at the end of the day, like, Zuko got saved by, like, a group of people that care about him. Like, he has a community, has people that, like, mm-hmm. who do like him. Right now, like, at that moment, Katara didn't, but everyone else around him yeah, really I mean, trusts him and things like that. They were that, cheering just, for him. They were cheering they for cheers. him. Thanks, Zuko, right? They cheers to him. But, like, you could see, like, someone saved Zuko because, like, he has a community. He has people that he can trust. Azula has no one, right? She has yeah. – that's why she's hanging on by a dagger because no one's there to help her in need. And I, I thought that was kind of sad, but, you know – when you crazy, that's what happens. Consequences yeah, she, of your actions. <laughs> she had some consequences for actions. Um, yeah. What did you think about the whole talk about losing their mother um, and Sokka's reaction to the whole situation? Do you think it's weird that Sokka didn't want to go and find this man that killed his mother? Um, what did you think about that? I thought that was a little weird. Right? I thought that was so weird. I understand why they did it for the you know structure of the show like Sokka Mm -hmm. had the father journey and and Katara has the mother journey Mm -hmm. figuring that out but it just seems like why is the wound so raw for Katara right like compared to Sokka yeah was it maybe because he was younger or something I don't know no but he's older than Katara I think yeah I think a part of it too which I liked is based off of the flashbacks I like that they did a flashback of the the moment that like 
Kaya died three times, and we saw from the perspective of Sokka, Katara, and then the man that actually killed her. Killed her. Um, I really, I think they showcased it well as to why Sokka wasn't gonna. One he wasn't go. there. He wasn't there, so he doesn't feel responsible for it. Yeah, and I think maybe Katara felt responsible because she didn't have to run away. You know what I mean? Like maybe she could have done something in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also. The one thing that makes me think it's okay that Sokka didn't go is the fact that he's like, I don't like thinking about the day my mother died. It seems more of like, this is a wound I don't need to be opened again. And so he doesn't think probably, and even when he was talking to Aang and Katara and Zuko about like what's going on with this man, are they going to kill him? Are she going to get revenge? I think for him, like he has dealt with that issue and it's it, it would only cause him more pain than it would um, closure, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I agree. I I really think that Katara seeing seeing it, like yeah. seeing the killer, seeing her mom there. I think maybe that's why that wound is so raw for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Sokka, it's like I think I don't know. It just for him, I guess his wound with his dad is different because he feels like he needs to step up, but. Yeah, he wasn't there. Like, she was there. there. She saw her mom. She saw this killer. Like, a part of the episode is that they looked into each other's eyes, right? Like, she Mm -hmm. recognized the killer. Like, that face was seared in her. I don't know. Maybe that makes that's why, like, it's so harsh for her. I agree. Um, It's just, it's so sad, right? Like, the fact that it was just like, when Sokka in the beginning is like, oh, these people came and they left immediately and we thought that we fought them off, like our small team fought them off, but we mm-hmm. didn't realize that like that was the day that my mother died. Yeah, he was in a different place and Katara was yeah. with her mom and then the mom died. So it's more traumatic. Then just going back, like I thought it was interesting that Aang compared Katara to Jet. Uh, so like, I'm going to kill yeah. this man. I thought that was like a wound that she's trying to sear into that he was trying to steer into Katara, like, don't be a jet, you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that Aang's reaction was um, interesting in this episode, right? Like, I get I get why he said it because – and in the dialogue, they're like, oh, I was – you know, like, I understand loss. Like, this is how I felt. Mm-hmm. Like, my whole people died. Like, Appa was taken away from me, you know? Like, he's like, I've had these moments and I know that what will be satisfying and what won't be. Mm-hmm. And – I, I don't know. It's just it was nice to see like even Zuko like they've actually done a lot of self work because mm-hmm. like a- Aang has had moments of crazy anger. Yeah, he even says like I understand where you're coming from, and I love also the fact that when she does decide to like just take Appa and go, and Aang is like, I forgive you. Maybe you should forgive some other people. Um, but yeah. I do, I do like the fact that he's like, I'm not going to make you stop going, right? Like, I think it's important for you to see this man, but I hope you choose not to actually hurt him. Like, just you know, he recognizes that closure is important, and you're not going to get better unless you have that closure that you need. So, also, I think it's totally fair that she didn't forgive her her killer. No, like, you don't fine. have to forgive it. Like, I don't think I would have forg- forgiven him. Like, this guy sucks. I think at the end of the day, she wanted to meet this man who killed her mother and see what Take kind of man he is. Take her power back. Take her power back. But like, there were just so many questions that were unanswered. Like, what kind of man kills a woman that is not trying to hurt him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's- And, and he remembered she said, her too. He remembered her too. But she, he, she said, you know, you have no soul. You're a coward. You don't have a backbone. That's the kind of man that kills someone. 
you mm-hmm. know, and I think her recognizing that, yeah. like she, that's all she needed at the end of the day. She didn't have to ter- like kill anyone. She just wants to get more clarity on like, how does this kind of thing happen? And it's because mm-hmm. he was just a cognomous gene. He was told in order and he did it and he, and he has it. no backbone, you know? So I think that was enough for her at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. I really am enjoying Zuko's like understanding his self and understanding everyone around him and helping Mm -hmm. everyone heal. So when they are going into the actual battle, they're all at their strongest selves. Like they're, they're acting based on like the moment rather than all of this like past anger or this Mm -hmm. unhealthy emotion, like the source of them coming and fighting is changing. You know, like first it was like, oh, I, I need to take revenge on my on the Fire Nation. Like, I'm going to lead with my anger and maybe, you know, w- look what happened to Jet. Or it's mm-hmm. like, I, I'm i running away from the person, my destiny of mm-hmm. being the Avatar and, like, my my actions are stemming from this. But now, like, everyone's everyone's dealt with all those in, internal issues yeah. and are going into the battle, like, strong. Yeah, that's – yeah. I mean, he's there not just for Aang to learn firebending. He's there to kind of, yeah, like yeah. help the team grow and be better. I am really sad though that like – I love how they straight up just say in this episode, oh, it's your your turn for a field trip with Zuko yeah. Katara. Like I love how they just like automatically just said that. I would have loved if uh, Toph and him got a uh, field trip, you know? Me too. And also, do you think Aang was a little jealous for a minute that she was going off with Zuko? I don't think so. I don't I think like, so. I don't think he even realizes the whole Zutara thing until the next episode, which is Ember Island Flares. So. I was like, is he a little jealous? I I don't know. But okay, we haven't talked about this, but part of me is like, I don't even want to know, but Sokka and Suki. Also, that's probably why Sokka didn't want to go. He's like trying to lose his virginity or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I was just like, oh my god, his hair down, oh like gosh. him with that rose, like Suki awkwardly trying to sneak in, and then like Zuko <laughs> being the biggest cock block ever. I know. Usually Zuko's good at reading a room. He did not read the room well. <laughs> like when he walked into that tent and like seeing Suki and being like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's just so awkward. He's like, oh, do you want to talk to Sokka too? Like, what? What's up, man? Like, yeah, like oh, oh my awkward. god, that whole section was cracking me up he's like oh why are you going to his tent he's like why do you think zuko come on like yeah come on you have a girlfriend yeah he is insightful but not then and he's not the sharpest tool in the shed i'd say (laughs) (laughs) i was dying at that section though it's like it's like whoa they've grown up they are and like you forget like these are teenagers that are like have hormones and things like that so i was like i can't believe this is what's going on and then like, this is a serious conversation, but Sokka's like, okay, can you please leave so Suki can come? In? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm, awkward. <laughs> so funny. Right in front um, of the moon, too. How rude. I know. Seriously. You forget- <laughs> how quickly, how quickly these men forget, right? Know, right? Like, oh, come on. But yeah, like the animation style and the tone of this episode was really different. Like, it felt very more like adult themes. Like, yeah. With the revenge, the, like, seeing Katara, like, tap into her power like that, like, Mm -hmm. Azula's scary hair and her crazy eyes. Like, there's all these, like, images that feel a little bit more adult. And it's cool when you see this happen in a show because, like, or even a book series or something when they're growing with their audience. 
Yeah. Like they yeah. could have kept one tone, but obviously these characters have changed and also the, so have the people watching the show. That's what makes the show so good too. It's like mm-hmm. they know that the character, imagine the first episode with like Katara I know. and Sokka, they've changed so much, you know? Yeah. Zuko especially has changed so much and it's nice to see their growth. So. And it's it's fun when Zuko even comments on it. And he's like, "Oh, we can do it." Like when they were talking, like, "Oh, we're camping like old times." Yeah. And oh, then he's like, "Oh, do you want me to chase you?" I thought that was a good joke. I me thought too. that was funny. I laughed a little bit. I did too. I did too. Yeah i I think we're getting into some really deeper moral questions of like like the sanctity of life. What is yeah. punishment? I mean, obviously, the Fire Nation people do deserve consequences for their actions, but like mm-hmm. by not killing um no so's like going way back so's and not killing um um the first fire lord who started the war yeah like all of this would have never happened so is are there moments where death is appropriate yeah that's a good question to think about right like would they cause more like what are the consequences of them staying alive you know what yeah she he kept that person alive and now this huge war is happening so many people have died like could you like he should have just killed him it's like we're like at a trolley problem kind of thing you know like but i do like that they set it up i like that they're setting up like when is death appropriate because like that is something that ang will have to face is he gonna kill Mm -hmm. the fire lord is he gonna let him live like what are it makes us start to question it now Mm -hmm. so it makes it even a bigger like Thing and I like that later. Zuko's thinking about it. Like yeah. Zuko's actually like doing like a lot of the internal thinking and like obviously this is crazy. Like he's going against his family and fighting. Mm-hmm. Like his family's crazy. I, I mean, if I Iroh was still thing. there, maybe he wouldn't. But like you know, Iroh's his real only blood family at yeah. this point. And I like that he's he's opening up his Iroh tendencies of like, like helping what would Iroh do? Like, yeah, he's getting there. He's trying really to say Iroh sayings and stuff. <laughs> I miss Iroh. You know who I miss Me a lot? Too. The last couple episodes, Toph and Iroh. I do like, too. Ugh. We need give us more Toph. I feel like we, as an audience, we deserve a Toph Zuko field trip. I know. I I want the creators to write one. Please. Yeah, we need Just it. Please put it as a, a random. <laughs> yeah, sure. Please release it as a short. Like we need to see it. Yeah. Well, but so. I think she talks about that in a later episode. It's like, I'm going with Zuko. I never got a field trip with. Him. Does she say it? She says it in like the series finale. I think. Oh, that's like, funny. I'm going with Zuko, and then she's talking about her life, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. He goes, Dude, we're supposed to connect. We need one. We need one. But overall, I really like this episode. I'm giving it Same. like a five. I'm giving it a five too. I thought it was great. I loved that so we fun. got some more development from our characters. Mm-hmm. It kind of moved the plot forward because we're thinking about life and like death and punishment. We're thinking mm-hmm. about what's going to happen to the Fire Lord. We got some funny moments with you know Sokka and Suki and Zuko. Mm-hmm. So five out of five for me. I agree. Great. I agree. I can't believe there's like literally technically two episodes left. I know. Or it's crazy. Or are there five? I don't know. <laughs> are there? I haven't seen. Well, so that we have one last episode before we get to the fi- like finale. And it's like a okay. four-part episode though. So is it I one know. episode? Is it four? I don't know. I mean, we can do it two and two. We'll see how we divide it. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys posted. But All thanks right. again for listening and thanks joining us listening. on our journey. Oh my and god, I can't believe we're almost over. I know. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Bye.